Welcome to House of Hoops. I'm Jeff. Laddie's here. What up? What up? Bo's on the phone. Hey, guys. We'll be talking NBA hoops once a week, live from Memphis. Hope you enjoy the show. I guess we should explain what the show is a little bit. We're here. It's about hoops. It's about the passion of hoops. We're here to give the voice back to the people. We're going to track hoops. We're going to have a good time. I'm Jeff. I'm not a pro. I'm just a dude that watches the NBA. You're a pro watcher. I'm just going to be hanging out watching basketball. That's it. We'll come on here and bullshit about it. Laddie. Hello, hello, hello. Laddie's from Memphis. Moved to Houston and he's back. That's right. He's also the host of Laddie in the Morning. On Q107.5. Yeah, I got my own radio show. It's a top 40 radio station here. Uh, WHBQ, Q107.5. It's pretty fun, man. We get to uh, talk, hang out, and give away cool stuff. I'm really excited to do this because I can say words like shit (laughs) and things I can't say at my job. So I'm really excited to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, Bo on the phone. He is living in St. Paul, Minnesota, but he is a native Memphian. We go way back. He's a huge Timberwolves fan. I don't know about you. <laughs> and he's pretty much the voice of reason around here, I think. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. That's a tall order. <laughs> uh, folks can reach us at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops podcast at yahoo.com we're also on twitter at house of hoops i think we're on instagram too uh house of hoops podcast at whatever instagram who gives a shit uh <laughs> i guess let's get into it we started with the uh all-star game anybody watch it nope <laughs> i watched the fourth quarter yeah i saw the second half or so i don't know had a busy week, but uh, I thought it was strangely competitive. It's pretty odd. Um, Do you like the new style? Uh, I don't hate it. I don't really care. You know, it doesn't mean anything. It means something for those charities, I guess, but they're going to get their money anyway. That's kind of the whole deal, isn't it? Right, but let me ask you this, though. So they went ahead and they did the first three quarters. They tallied up the score, and then they add 24 points to each Team, right? Okay. Because of Kobe Bryant. Okay. Are they going to do that every year? I guess so. I don't know. Add 24 points? Uh, you know, I think they're, they're playing with the format. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they changed it or if they kept it the same. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you do it again next year, you got to do eight if it's for Kobe, you know? <sighs> yeah, I mean, Kobe's impact is going to be felt across the NBA, all kinds of sorts of things and ways. 
I don't know. It'll probably stay that. Maybe it'll stay that way for a while and then change. You know, when something else comes around, I don't know. I'm not sure how it that could. Works. Yeah, they could use it for you know some sort of political statement in the future, or yeah. you know, there's no there's no telling where Adam Silver is going to go with it. You know, the one thing I did like about it is the fact that they gave him a score towards the end, mm-hmm. and you have to actually play to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I saw the uh, Ice Cube on the Big Three. Ice Cube was trying to take credit for all that. I mean, they took his, they took the format in a way. <laughs> well, it was like a pickup game, which was kind of cool. Yeah. There was also the something. ending, though, mm-hmm. with the free throws, that was a little yeah. uh, well, an- yeah. anticlimactic for sure. That's how games end. Get used yeah. to it. Let me ask you this: Was the uh, was what was more important in y'all's eyes? Was it the dunk contest? Was it the skills challenge? Or was it the All Star Game in general? Mm, the All Star Game seems like it's um, the highlight. I mean, they save it till Sunday. Three point contest is probably the only thing that's not like subjective, where the referees can't get involved, and the you know dunk contest judges. D Wade can't get involved, <laughs> and uh, I mean the three point contest is just a numbers thing. You know, you make them or you don't. So that's I kind of like that where it's not decided by somebody else. I like the uh, I like the dunk contest. I think that uh, I think that was fantastic. I think they should have given it to both the guys, Gordon and Jones. I, I think you get fifties and fifties and fifties. Mm-hmm. Leave it at that. And then say, oh, congratulations, you got a winner. Because, you know. They do be throwing those 50s out pretty liberally, don't they? Those 10s go flying. I don't know. It seemed like back in the day it was different, huh? You didn't see so many 10s and 50s. It took somebody really standing out. Right. I don't know. What do you think, Bo? The only thing I watched was the fourth quarter of the All-Star game. (laughs) Um, All-Star weekend's not really anything I'm that interested in. Uh, It's nice to be able to take a break from following teams and media until Thursday, um, which is, you know, which is nice that we're not taking this, we're taking it seriously to a level, but we're also podcast, but we're also not professional journalists. So it's it's just going to be fun. Yeah. Speak speak for yourself, Bo. I'm professional. (laughs) Fair enough. You, you you are. I don't know how y'all Yankees do it up there, but we are keeping it at the utmost professionalism around here. Uh, yeah, I, I was worried somebody was going to get hurt in that all-star game. They were really going at it at the end there. But that was good, though, because every year everyone says the same thing about the all-star game. Nobody plays defense. Nobody plays defense. Well, it's because it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. But, like, when you look at the all-star game in other different sports, they're trying to make it to where, well, if you win in baseball, you get home field sure. advantage. Sure. Or in football, I mean, the, the, the Pro Bowl really doesn't mean anything, does it? A lot of guys don't play in that, don't they? No, uh-uh. you skip it. Not the good ones because the good ones are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's some trades went through, didn't there? Yeah, we had we had a trade trade weekend. Um, trade deadline. Trade trade deadline. Yeah. yeah, the the Grizzlies made some moves. Obviously, um, shipped Andre Iguodala paper out of town. Mm-hmm. Got rid of him. Got what, rid of that. Bo, what do you think about that? About the way he held uh, out, I, it's fine. He didn't want to come play um, for you know a small market, non-contending team that ended up being a contender, um, at least for the playoffs. 
Um, I, you know, it's fine. I, I think uh, they came, the team and him came to a mutual agreement, and it, it played out great for both of them. So, um, you know, Iguodala is going to do his spin with the media. He's trying to be like a brand or a business. Um, and he was successful in getting a contract extension. And the Grizzlies ended up having to take on extra money, but they got, you know, a young player and Winslow that fits right. their core and their goals moving forward. So I felt like it was a win-win. Um, you know, it sucked that they had, had to eat up a roster spot all season for Iguodala, but, you know, the Grizzlies weren't expecting to be this competitive this year, so... The Grizzlies um, are the Grizzlies are eighth in the West at twenty eight and twenty six, and they obviously have done better than what they people thought. Uh, the Miami Heat are in fourth in the East, and they're at thirty five and nineteen. So he's obviously going to a better team. But sorry, but Miami's not going to win championship this year. <laughs> I mean, they're going to they'll probably end up finishing in the top six in the East. But so that's better than what the Grizz are in the West. But still. Yeah, I don't know if they have enough pieces to win a championship, but they'll be competitive. And did anybody else get the feeling with that trade that Miami was just dumping guys they didn't want? I don't think the Winslow thing was ever working out there. Right. I don't. There's questions about his work ethic. There's questions about his injuries and how much he's working to get back from them. There's – okay, and then there was James Johnson – who we all know around here in Memphis already. Mr. Neck Tattoo. Yep, yep. Uh, he came into training camp overweight, didn't play at all beginning of the season. So there's issues there. And then uh, who was the last guy that they dumped? Uh, they dumped on us? Oh, yeah, Dion Waiters, and we just waved him. Right. Okay. So, you know, all right. I feel like they dumped a bunch of stuff on us. I felt like we could have got a pick out of that trade, but so be it didn't happen well, I don't think Miami had any picks to really give out um, yeah, and the Grizzlies essentially punted on free agency next year um, they felt like Winslow mm-hmm. was their guy so we'll see mm-hmm. yeah and if you look at the next year's free agent class it is pretty weak it's Chandler Parsons <laughs> and Gallinari I guess I don't know I mean the one thing that Miami did was dude they got Jay Crowder I liked him they mm-hmm. got Solomon Hill from the Grizzlies as well I, mm-hmm. I like those two guys I think Jay Crowder, man, he's like that Kenneth Fareed. He's like that, like that JYD, that junkyard dog kind of player. Mm-hmm. But still, he's he, he's a leader in the locker room, and that's what the Grizzlies really needed. Um, I mean, I think Miami got better. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Jay Crowder, oh, Iggy, they definitely did. They boosted their bench for sure. They got deeper. But God, Udonis Haslam still playing with like (laughs) seventy. I don't think he's playing. Look at him in this picture. He looks like Samuel L. Jackson off of these damn movies. (laughs) He look how old he looks. Has he got a Nene beard? No, but look at that man. He looks old as dirt. Look at that. Nene had a gray beard like two years ago. Now it's pitch black. If Miami makes the finals, he will turn forty June ninth. So. um, Maybe he'll have his 40th birthday party in the finals. <laughs> and a retirement party in the finals as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they beat teams like Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee. I don't know if they make it to the finals. I don't think they do. I think they're, they're, they look like a good team, but, you know, I just don't know about Jimmy Butler, man. He does well, but. Oh, Jimmy's a killer. Killer Jimmy, or cancer? Which one? Jimmy Buckets, man. He don't put up with no shit. <laughs> That's, a, that's what it, that's what everybody hates about him is that he's a fucking dog. 
Yeah. That's why they. Well, to be fair to, to Butler, he he took the the, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, to the playoffs for the first time in a thousand years, mm-hmm. and then now they're terrible again. So yeah, and what's Kevin Love doing? Losing his ass again. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. Kevin Love is Andrew Wiggins is D'Angelo Russell for the Wolves. Um, I mean, we can get into this if we want, but the Timberwolves getting Russell, they were losing. And they did give up that pick, but they they were they had to do something desperate because they were just awful. I was at that game when they, they were up twenty seven and they lost to the Sacramento Kings. God, in overtime. You were at that game. It was it was it was so it, like the like it was fun that they were up, but then like Buddy Hill just kept banging threes, and I was like, I can see where this is going. Yeah, and it was just it was ugly. Oof. They should have all been fired right then and there. I'm telling you, man. Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit, all dumpster fires. Here's, what, a, little, uh, here's a little craziness, a little, little uh, breaking news action, guys, right now. What's up? It's reported. It just came out right now. It says uh, Cavaliers coach John Beelan considering resign, uh, resignation right now. Just came out. Yeah. He's, uh, he's being forced out. They're going to let him leave graciously. What, he, was he from uh, Michigan? He was, he, went to, he was the coach at Michigan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right, and he signed a five-year deal with the Oof. with the Cavaliers. Right now, they're they're t- they're ready ready for him to get the hell out of Dodge, aren't they? Oh shit! They could they could choose to keep him in the front office. They could choose a lot of different things. Um, it says Beeline is not expected to remain as coach in the Cavaliers beyond this season, and is slated to talk with Cleveland owner Dan Gilbert to discuss a timeline for his departure. Now, Dan Gilbert just went back to work. You know, he had a small stroke. And so now he's getting back to work a couple of days. So now he's got this on top of his head. It said Beeline had been hired by the Cavs in May, reportedly to a five-year deal. Uh, they are horrible. They're 14 and 40. It's the worst record in the East. And it uh, looks like they're going to be moving on. Check this out. It says, since the finals in 2018, the Cavaliers are 33 and 103 and have three coaches in that span of Tyrone Lue, Larry Drew, and Beeline. Mm-hmm. Well, they could bring in uh... – Chris Wallace and Mark Averoni. Oh, <laughs> you, you want you want the Grizz to get rid of uh, Wallace? Scout Wallace. I don't know if he's part I of. I want the Wallace long- to retire and write a book and do a media tour. I don't think he's part of long term plans here. I think his position's been filled, and I think uh, they kept Wallace around Memphis just to as a favor, almost as you know. Hey, we don't want to fire you. You did a lot of good here, but we're moving on. Right. <laughs> but, uh, well, he's still on our contract. I think that's the big thing. Well, what other trades went down? We had the Wiggins trade. You were uh, hinting on that, Bo. What yeah, did- so the the Warriors got, not this year, they traded Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell, who Steve Kerr even said wasn't a good fit for them. Um, and they got the Timberwolves, uh, 20, uh, 2021 first and second round pick. Mm. Uh, it seems like maybe it was a, this top three protected, mm. uh, that first round pick. I, you know, I think the Timberwolves were, were terrible and Cat Carlton oh. at Towns had signed that five year contract and <laughs> he's in the first year of that five year contract, but he, you know, the clock was ticking on him to demand a trade. So they got one of his, um, one of his buddies to come in and, uh, Hopefully they can 
you know, you get guys like James Johnson to plug the holes defensively for him because they're going to be just terribly defensively, those two. Um, but I think the Wolves had to do it. And I think uh, if I had to guess, the Warriors would like to trade Wiggins with their whatever pick they get this year and with that with that Minnesota pick to get, you know, another player this summer would be my guess. That's what they want to do. Do you consider either of those guys a bust? All the hype that came out about Andrew Wiggins, all the hype. And then, uh, of course, who was it? Who'd you get traded with? Um, the other guy, I'm sorry. My brain is D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Do you think they're busts? No, I think, well, Russell, he was an injury reserve last year in the all-star team. And then he, uh, he went to, he's been kind of banged up this year in Golden State. And then he wasn't really a good fit with them. Uh, yeah, I think Russell's good. I think with his contract is yeah, is the big the the big problem. I think you know if he was a ten million dollar player, I think he'd just fine. That's what I would look um, at. I wouldn't look yeah. at what they've done. I'd look at what they've been paid, and they've clearly been overpaid and not produced. Well, that's that's it's the kind point. Of, it, it's kind of like when the Grizzlies had Rudy Gay as like their alpha option, and just it just didn't work. It's kind of the same thing. Wiggins is not an alpha option. Mm-mm. He's He's a, a nice rotation player. Right, right. Yeah, I think uh, he stepped his game up. What did? How many games? I don't know how many games we saw him play uh, before the All-Star break, but it, I saw, uh, the first game he played, I saw that, and he really came out. looked like he was fired up. Maybe Steve Kerr worked with him said, hey, no more pressure. Go out there and play. I don't know. Steve Kerr. He played three games. Actually, his numbers look pretty good. Um, the defensive numbers are – he's like – 1.7 blocks, 2.3 steals. Right. He got, all of a sudden, he plays defense now. I don't get it. Andrew Wiggins, um, 22 points, five rebounds, three assists. It, he's, it, he's doing something, right? Scoring. Well, he's shooting 57% from the field and 53% from three, which is not sustainable. Right. Um, so, you know, if you have Clay and Steph out there, he, he should be able to produce my, you know, as a – wing defender basically and uh you'd also expect draymond to ride his ass and keep mm-hmm. him in line and focus yep. so uh, that's that's if they don't trade in the summer with their you know assuming they get the number one pick or i mean right now they have the best odds the worst record in the league hmm. uh, they're at 12 and 43 they have a 14 percent chance at the number one overall pick what other trades we got uh the gorgie jang trade I like him. Grizzlies flipped. Memphis flipped. James Johnson, trash. <laughs> to I mean, I like the guy. I loved it when he played here. But no, yeah. you just love the fact that and they gave away his neck tattoo as a giveaway for the Grizz. That's what you really love. That's the best thing he did for the Grizz. I didn't get one. That, that <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we, they were. I've always liked Orji Jane. I think he's a great player. I think he is underused in Minnesota and. If the fans up there are sad to see him go, they loved him. That guy, I see him as Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, foul insurance, maybe. Yeah, yeah I definitely think so. Jaron I mean, starts getting paid, in trouble. Mm-hmm. He gets paid seventeen million next year, which yeah. is a large yeah. amount. It's yeah. okay though. It's okay though because we have. There's no free agents. There's nothing in the free agent pool next year. I've scanned it a couple times. The Best guy I saw in there was Gallinari, and you know how he gets hurt. And he's yeah. getting up there in age. He's going to want to start playing for, uh, you know, title contenders. Probably not be 
going to a rebuild, but uh, I don't see anything good. I don't see anything special on the free agents uh, list. So let's spend the money in trades. Let's spend our cap room in trades. Let's get that Gorgie Jang. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a lot better than people think. And he can hit threes. Yep, he's a three-point shooter, big man. He's we a little slow getting up and down the court. He is the oldest guy on the team now at 30, but... Golly, and that, isn't that crazy? He's like the oldest at 30. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, No, he's good. I saw him play a couple of games this year yeah. when Cat was out, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's a really, really good backup center. Um, and it's an expensive price to pay for that, but that's beside the point. Yeah, we have they, the money. They wanted, they wanted Winslow, and... Uh, so, you take on Dang's Dang's money. Yeah, if any listeners can't tell, we're clearly based out of Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of Grizzlies talk, but you know you can deal with it. You know, right? It, we're going to try to cover. We're going to try to cover most of the NBA, uh, all the good stories that we can pick up on. Obviously, we're not pros, so you know. Don't beat us up too much, but we're going to work hard to tr- create good content, make the show better and better as we go. That will always be the goal, but there's going to be a lot of Grizzlies talk. It's just inevitable because <laughs> we're huge fans. That's yeah. the whole point. We're not doing this for the money or nothing like that. It's just strictly for the love of the game. And just Sit around and talk hoops. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> and like I said, we are open uh, for communication, we have an open line of communication. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on the email. That's House of Hoops Podcast at yahoo.com. And the house I actually signed up both of the uh, emails, so you can spell it however you want. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. There you go. It's a, at House of Hoops, House of Hoops, H A U S, House. Yeah, or H O U S E. I'm a <laughs> right, right. I love how we have uh, one. We have three posts, and I'm the only one that liked it. That's fantastic. I love it. I didn't put the word out, man. I wanted to wait till we had a show under the belt. Hey, well, you know what? This is it. And uh, kind of do a soft opening and say, "Hey, look, what look what we did. Look what we're doing." Right. So I think that covers trades pretty much. Uh, I mm-hmm. like Wiggins and. Golden State, I think he's going to blossom. I think once you get those other two guys back, and you know who I'm talking about, he's going to get wide open lanes. He's going to really blossom. And I think the it's just the right s- system for him. It's free-flowing, pass, everything. It's the right system or he's the right contract for them. It's going to be one or the other. He's Yeah, it's he's not Kevin Durant, obviously, but he's a poor man's version of it. Plug him in. Yeah. They know what to do with him. Well, we were talking about the Cavaliers earlier. We mm-hmm. have to talk about Drummond if we're going to talk mm. about the trade deadline. But the Pistons just dumped him for a second-round pick. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And he was pissed off. You know that hurts. He's been there his whole career. But he's got to know it's a business. He comes out saying, like, yeah. oh, it's a business, and I feel – dude. Yeah. Yeah. It, everybody's expendable. Every single person in there doesn't matter yeah. how you do night in, night out. It's not about that. They're yeah. looking at a, a long term. Anything, any team is. Oh yeah, I mean that's. He's what, just pissed. He went to another great city. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. He ought to be mad. They, they kind of did him wrong. He's like, wait, Cleveland's <laughs> got a freshwater lake that's giant and it's snowing there. 
Fuck. You, you didn't trade me to Miami. Everybody's going to Miami. Right, right, right. <laughs> Solomon Hill get to go to Miami. Jake Crowder get to I, go I, to Miami. I'd go to the Bobcats and play with Adam Morrison. Come on. Come on. Hey, don't, hey don't sleep on Adam Morrison. He won a ring, okay? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it feel good in a world where Adam Morrison's won two rings <laughs> and, good, and great players haven't? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get to play games and... Win championships. Uh, anyway, enough about Adam Morrison. What do you? Uh, yeah, Drummond. He's got to be bummed. It's a right. That's a. I like Andre Drummond, but when he when he came into the league, man, I thought this is gonna be the big guy. The bigs oh, yeah. and the bigs are getting back, and then all yeah. of a sudden, all the other bigs come in from overseas and they start hitting threes. Mm-hmm. How tall are you? Seven three, and you could hit a three pointer. Mm-hmm. Good, stay out there on the wing, you know. But I do like a good center. You know, okay. I kind of grew up in in Houston, so you know I'm I'm a little uh, biased to the Elijah Juan kind of player. You know, a little little yeah, sky hook action. You know, and a little little dream shake action. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I dig that. When I saw Andre Drummond coming up, I'm like, dude, this cat's got it. He's gonna be the bomb. And then all of a sudden, it's like, uh, you don't really have any pieces. Then when they put Blake Griffin with him, I'm like, okay, you might be able to do something. Mm. You know, the yeah. one thing I was pissed off is that when Detroit got that Reggie Jackson kid, and then all of a sudden. He was killing it in, in OKC, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he goes to be the, the starter point guard over there, and they haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, Drummond twenty and twenty, so many times I can't remember, but he's like a fantasy star. It'll only get you so far, I guess. I don't know. I don't think he was the problem in Detroit. I think there's other issues there. But but Bo, what do you think about him going to Cleveland, where they already have Tristan Thompson, they have Kevin Love, and now they have this guy? I mean, who's missing playing and time? Larry now. Uh, well, I think Thompson's an expiring contract, so he'll, he won't be there next year. And then I think it can move love this off season. They will, mm-hmm. uh, I, it'll be interesting to see if those two play together next year and who the coach is, mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. Um, if anybody out there is listening from Detroit, please let us know what is going on Cle- up there or Cleveland, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. And Detroit. whichever Great Lakes city. <laughs> Either one or Chicago. All them Chicago fans, we want to know. Is what Milwaukee. Is, what is the deal with Garpex and what are y'all doing with that team? And if you've coached anything in basketball, you need to send your resume right now. The Cleveland Cavaliers looks like they're, they're in trouble. They've got 15 bigs and no coach. They need some help. <laughs> I hate it for them, but hey, hire somebody good. Right. I don't know. We've been through it here in Memphis time and time again where we think we got the right guy and we're just wrong, you know. Ever since uh, – you can go all the way back to Ivoroni days, whatever you want. We've thought we had it right so many times, and you just never know until you try, until it plays out. Right. But, you know, a guy can say all the right things. A coach can say all the right things. A GM can say all the right things, but the proof is in the pudding. you got to produce. Well, Jaeger was good, but he just – he apparently couldn't get along with management. Um, and that had makes the same him, issue in Sacramento. That makes him not good, in my opinion. Well, and here's the thing about Jaeger, too. Is remember, he 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 did the uh, Lionel Holland system for a little bit, and he won. Then he, at the beginning of the next year, he decided to change the system, do his own, and he didn't do well. He went back to the Holland system, and then he started winning again. <laughs> you know? So. Uh-huh. All right, we're getting back to Grizz again. Let's move. All right. Any, you guys got any up-and-coming players that maybe are flying under the radar that are coming up that you're enjoying watching? You got anything like that? 
uh, keep things in Minnesota, Malik Beasley. Malik. He looks like uh, it will be fun to watch for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Malik is good. I think uh, D'Angelo might slow his production down a little bit because he's just going to have the ball and he's going to take the shots. He will, but he's he wants to. If you watch him, he wants to play hard and he wants to win. So that's good. I mean, he should play probably thirty minutes a night. You know, Russell's going to be right there with him. So they're they're going to run together as starters. Cat um, is out for a couple games, at least four games. Um, so there'll be shots to be had. Devonte Graham is my guy. I don't know if he's under the radar anymore. He is an all star. He is he he's yeah. stud 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 stud. That dude. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he was dropping 30, getting 10 dimes. He was moving and shaking. He was getting it done. Uh, I think he's, after this weekend, for sure, he was in a three-point contest. I don't think he did too well. I didn't really watch much of that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think he's out now, but that's my guy, Devontae Grahams. If you don't know him, look him up. Here's the good thing about him, or the crazy thing about him. He goes over, he gets drafted, and then Boston trades Kimball Walker for Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. And then Terry Rozier's supposed to be the point guard, the guy of their future. Right. And then all of a sudden, this Graham kid from from Kansas just rolls up and says, hold on, dude, I'm, I'm here to play. Yeah. And then he just almost takes the dude out of the starting lineup. Yeah. Just I, all-star. Are they playing? Uh, they, I think they might be playing Rozier at the two a bit. They have to because this yeah. dude's outshining him. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to my point, dude. I'm sitting here. My guy we're talking about, Spencer Dinwiddle. Yeah. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Sorry, man. Crazy name, but a dumb name, but still great player. (laughs) I had had, uh, Kyrie Irving in my fantasy, Uh and all of a sudden, he's out, and then all of a sudden, I picked him up. My homeboy picks him up. This dude is killing it. 41% from the field, 30 at three point. He's averaging 21 a game, and he was the backup? Uh, you You don't even know about Spencer last year. Last year he came out. Last year was his coming out party, but yeah, he's a he's a hell of a numbers guy. If you're if we're gonna talk about fantasy <laughs> at all, he's got to be included because he is a buy low, high producing point guard. I just didn't know he's gonna come out like that. Uh, he's a player. I mean, he's twenty twenty six years old. I mean, he's been in the league for a minute, but shoot, dude, he. He's good. I hate him for it. <laughs> my, 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 my fantasy team hates him for it. Kyrie Irving, get healthy. Uh, Kyrie, it's, I mean, everybody knows Brooklyn's about the next the next couple years, not this year. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have touched anybody on that squad. I always look out in fantasy. I look out for teams that aren't thinking about this year. <laughs> you know who else I like? I like Buddy Heald. Uh-huh. I, I like him. I, yeah. You know, he his first year, he was kind of – not really doing too much, but I, I like him. Bo, you got any more low keys? Any fantasy? You got any uh, fantasy basketball? Um, sleepers. Put me on the spot to think. Yeah, my boy Buddy Hield over here sitting thirty eight percent from three. Look at that dude, eighty three free throws and twenty points a game. I like him. Buddy, Buddy's a player. I just don't. I just don't like the Kings, man. I think they're garbage. Yeah. Does he want to be there? Is a big question. No, when he's getting up there, he's 27 years old. Here's he played four years in college. Yeah, he did. He came out what 23, 20, 23, 24, whatever it was. Yeah, watch out now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's been a big? How, let's start with a team, an NBA team. What has been a 
surprisingly good team this year. You have to say it, dude. Well, Even though we live here, you have to say it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Too it's easy an, for y- us. Y- yeah, but still, it's an absolute fact. I mean, uh, the number one Minnesota fan, Bo, on the line here, wh- you know, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Bo? I mean, is the Grizzlies there? They weren't even supposed to make the playoffs this year. Uh, yes, definitely the Grizzlies have been a lot surprising. Uh, I mean, I guess the Warriors on the opposite end of the spectrum. Well, yeah. But, um, you know, if you look at the, let's see, look at the Western Conference standings, I get in the thunder. You have to talk about the thunder. No one expected them to be this good. I'll give you that. Yeah, you know, the Grizzlies, the Thunder, and the West, and then the East. The Pacers are very competitive. Uh, it would getting Depot back is a huge help for them. Yeah, I did not. But outside see. of that, I mean, the Hornets are terrible. Yeah, I did not see the Thunder in a playoff run, in the hunt. I didn't see it. I felt like they were going to be good just because if Chris Paul is healthy, which is a big if. He's so, so good. And they have players. They have a team. SGA. Um, yeah, he's good. You know, I know that people are down on centers, but Steven Adams is, is tough. Yeah. He's good. Gallinari's good. Yeah, uh, Steven Adams is um, a good dude to have around. And like you said, SGA. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll am i tell you, I'm, I don't know why, but – it is the Grizzlies. I've, right. <laughs> I've wanted to watch – it is the Grizzlies. But I've wanted to watch the Washington Wizards of the past couple of years, man. You know, I, and they seem like they're always – they want to be there, but they just keep getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. You know? And now they're in ninth in the East. I mean, yeah. Bradley Bill's out there, but everybody else, I mean, you – they're up there with the Bulls and the Pistons and the Cavs and the Hawks and the Knicks. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what what is going on. Is the 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 talent pool is big enough to where these teams should all be competitive? Is the NBA right? These teams should all be good. I just don't know where. I guess somebody's got to lose the games, but <laughs> but it just makes there's a lot of questions to have. I mean, like 14, 15 wins ever in the NBA ever. Man, I don't know. I, I I give Cavaliers a pass. I give them a pass for the whole year. I'm, I'm sorry, but when the owner has 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 issues and things like that and, and medical stuff, I mean, hey, that's because we, we dealt that with Michael Heisley. Right, we, 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 we dealt with that, and the Grizzlies were garbage. So it's like, okay, we'll give them a little pass or whatever. But you have teams like Orlando who try to do good with draft picking. They've, they've, they've had decent, decent squads. Um, Mo Bamba. Didn't come out with anything. Michael Michael Carter Williams. He was like in a top five pick, wasn't he? Yeah. He's garbage. Philly gave up on him. They did. Markel Fultz. Philly gave up on him too. Mm-hmm. And then you have Aaron Gordon over here. I mean, well, I mean, they lost Isaac. Um, yeah, he got and uh, this is the first year, really, the first year for um, Fultz. So yeah, right. Fultz has been a surprise. There's a surprising player. Any other? I think Steve Clifford's a good coach. I think. But you have some. I think they need to make a trade somehow. But you have veterans on that team, dude. You have Evan Fournier, or whatever. You got James Ennis, DJ Augustine. I love Vucevic. Al Farouk. Speaking of fantasy, Vucevic. That's your guy. Yeah, he is. I don't think I don't think he impacts the game as well as he does the stats, box scores. Right. (laughs) I mean, they they beat the. Doesn't matter to say they beat the Pistons, but I could beat the Pistons. (laughs) 
But, I mean, you look at certain teams like that. I'll tell you one thing, and you're talking about who's the most surprising team. I'll be honest with you, the past two years have been pissing me off when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers. On paper, that team should be the best uh-huh. team ever, uh-huh. hands down. Even when they had busted shoulder Markel. But, I mean, look at their squad now. You've got Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Al Horford. Yeah, let me tell you something. Brett Brown's days are numbered. I agree. AR numbered. He is on his way. He's got one foot out the door already. Man, Ben Simmons out there. I mean, you you had a squad. And then when they got rid of J.J. Redick, like, come on, man. What are y'all doing? I remember thinking back when they, when the Sixers actually started getting good, I was like, all right, when are they going to bring in somebody else to coach them? Like, okay, they hired this guy for the rebuild. Right. When yeah, that was always a feeling I had, but you never know. And it, well, to be fair to Philly and to Brett Brown, they were that one shot that that Kawhi bounced away from maybe going to the finals. So. True, and uh, he's a Popovich guy, if I remember right. Right, Brett Brown is—he's uh, got the pedigree, but but just, Philly is setting know. itself up with Brett Brown. They get to take some hire like a Jeff Van Gundy or a yeah. Tom Thibodeau, right? So. I tell you, um, we'll see how they do this year. They could, they could seriously win the whole damn thing. It's not. I mean, it's it's pretty wide open though. The Bucks are. Everybody Ooh. knows once you get to the playoffs. Let me ask you this. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's surprising is the San Antonio Spurs are not in the top eight right now. Um, they have some good players, obviously, you know. Uh, but what's their problem? How come they're not a star squad besides having like a real, real all star? Um, uh, well, let's see. What do you want to start with? Where I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge is a hundred years old. We'll Marco Bellinelli is a hundred and two. They have Demar Derozan, uh, which is good. It just ain't enough in the West. It ain't enough. They got Rudy Gay. We all uh, we all know what he brings to the table. It's not much, and he ain't been any better since he blew his Achilles out. The Spurs just ain't got enough. But hey, if they make it to the playoffs. But that's what I'm trying to say is like they've they've lost something somewhere along the way. Can uh, they can't beat the Nuggets? They can't beat shit. They lost to the Kings last week. <laughs> uh, they can't just, beat. They're just, they're just not good. They can't beat the Blazers. They need to overhaul that roster, and Popovich probably needs to find a successor. I agree. I agree. I mean, you look at the, the, these teams, especially in the West. Just the West. Last ten games, Grizzlies are winning eight and two. I wouldn't say it's Popovich's face, but no, <laughs> he probably needs to. Is it going to be Duncan? Is it going to be Becky? Who's it going to be? Somebody's got to take that team over. I tell you, maybe it's going to be Becky and Duncan. Yeah, right, Becky, the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Toronto Raptors uh, in the East, uh, dude. I'm I'm still surprised. Look at them. They're number two in the East. They're nine and one in their last ten games. They're forty and fifteen. They're just six games back from the Bucks. I mean, and after losing Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard, it seems like they really haven't lost anything. Mm-hmm. That's pretty surprising. Raptors are good. They're good. I mean, you got guys like Lowry, and those guys are just gamers. They want to play. They've, I think they're a good organization. You know who I feel bad for? Dwayne Casey. Because that dude helped that team get almost exactly where they right to the cusp, and then they didn't make it, you know? Yeah. But then again, when you start cussing out everybody <laughs> at certain events, ah, you got to go, and there goes your job. I feel pretty satisfied in our Grizzlies and NBA coverage. Yeah. We'll have a weekend of hoops next week where we can uh, try to get coverage from that. Do you think that's too long? It's it is too long. It's a long break. 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's good for the players. I, I don't think it's too long. I think it's just fine. They could go a little longer if they wanted to. Yeah. It's good for the players. That's right. We have the XFL to keep us busy. <laughs> oh. I tried to watch that the other day. I put it back on golf. I, I watched it the other day. I, I'm rooting for the Houston Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> They're 2-0. and oh. Look at that. Champions, baby. <laughs> All right. In just a minute, we're going to do the House of Hoops pick a game after this short break. So hoops pick a game is once a week we pick a game to watch that we think you should watch and then we're going to cover it next week and dissect it break it down try to give you our opinion on it and uh, this week we have i think a pretty interesting game laddie it could be a could be a playoff matchup who you got we're looking at Friday's Nuggets versus the Thunder. That's a real good game right there, I man. I think so. I think so. And that's one that we have some interesting players we can talk about. And we'll mm-hmm. give, us, we'll give us lots to think about when the playoffs come around. And there's some other good games that week, but that's the one that we picked. So. I think you're right. I think that... Uh that could definitely, definitely be a uh, playoff matchup. You've got Nuggets at number two right now. You've got Oklahoma at number six, but they're actually tied with Dallas right now at thirty-three and twenty-two. So if Oklahoma slides, that means they will be playing Denver in the first round. If if, if it ends today, basically, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the tiebreaker between Oklahoma and the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to watch it because I really want to see more of both of those teams. I want to know who's coming up off the bench first. I'm going to find all that out. And I want to really get into the depths of those teams because they're both pretty deep teams and interesting ones that maybe not everybody really knows too much about. You know, uh, speaking of that, I I want to see I, – I, I like what D- uh, Denver's doing. I like what Denver's doing. They don't. It seems like they don't really have like an all-star, all-star, but they have just like – Badass players. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got Jamal Murray, which is great. Mm-hmm. Gary Harris. I loved Gary Harris over at uh, uh, Michigan State. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Millsap, he's pretty good. Um, of course, Will Barton. What's up, Memphis? Mm-hmm. University of Memphis? Oh, yeah. What what do you, what's this Bull Bull kid? What do you think about him? Bull Bull, yeah, he's not ready. He's not ready yet. But if he gets in the game, we'll definitely – Watch closely and figure it out. But I, I think he's a project. Michael Porter Jr., what's your thoughts on him? I mean, he came out there who was supposed to be one of the highly uh, high, highly talented draft picks, and then he slipped in that draft. Oh, yeah. And then he didn't even play his first year. Yeah, yeah. That back, back injury, I guess, multiple back injuries. But I think MPJ is a baller. I think he's going to be a player. 
I think the, a lot of the trades that Denver made, they emptied out a, b- a bit of their bench, and I think some of that was to get him playing time. Uh, I think he's he's going to be good. Uh, obviously, you have Jokic there. Uh, and then on the OKC side, I, I just want to see. I haven't watched a lot of their games, so I want to check in. They're doing pretty good, though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're talking about um, um, the damn coach is slipping my name. What's his name? For OKC. Uh, Billy Donovan. Billy, they're talking about him being co- uh, coach of the year. Mm, I'd, I'd give it to him. Him or, you know, Jenkins. You know, and they really don't have any squ- like all-stars on that squad either right now. I mean, you got Chris Paul, right? They but can't. They cannot be Frank Vogel. Cannot be coach of the year. No. <laughs> uh-uh. I can see why they'd give it to him. Or uh, Budenholzer. But right. Can't be those guys, can it? God, look at Steven Adams, the pitcher of this dude. He's pretty much like the missing link, I swear to God. The Aussie. He's ugly as sin. I'm sorry. No, he's not Aussie. He's uh, the, the Kiwi. Dude, he's just, <laughs> ugh. But you look at him and, like, they really don't have stars. I mean, they got Dennis Schroeder is pretty good. Uh, of course, Andre Robertson's always going to be, like, your six-man six kind of dude. Nerland's Noel. I don't know. It, that's why we're going to watch it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to watch it and dissect it a little bit. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. So what's the deal about that? What are you going to do with the uh, pick of the week? How's that going to work? Well, every week we'll we'll go through the schedule and and uh, we'll revisit it next show and, and have uh, information for everybody. Right. So we're, we're basing it on which game is more interesting to us, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, obviously, everybody wants to watch Celtics Lakers. That's a big one. It's but, yeah. But there's no reason for us to cover that because everybody else will. Right. No, that that's that's true. What's the point? We're going. I don't want to sit around here and talk about LeBron James. I agree. What's the point? Here's the craziest thing: in their last ten games, both teams are seven and three. Mm. So they're up and coming, and uh, Oklahoma City is a game and a half. Was it two? No, two and. Game and a half behind the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And the Nuggets are a game ahead of the Clippers for second place. Mm-hmm. There's a little jumble in there between in the standings between seven. Uh, go as far as three, two. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, yeah. A little bit of a jumble there. There's a big gap between seven and eight, and then uh, eight through ten or even 11 is kind of a toss-up. Who's going to make it right. in the last spot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, that's, a good, that's a good one to look at. Yeah, that's at. definitely the game you got to watch, man. Yeah. And, I mean, you, know, you never know what's going to happen with both these teams. All right. You know, who do you think is the, be- the best team and who do you think is going to win? Mm, I'd put my money on the Nuggets uh, because I haven't seen enough of the Thunder. That's why we're going to watch it. Where's it at? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, it's in Oklahoma. Yeah. OKC. Yeah. Uh, where are they at? 33 and 22, 38 and 17. I mean, hmm, that's strong. Um, I'm going to go Nuggets with this one as well. I, I think the Nugget, I think the Nuggets are good, man. I like what they're yeah. doing over there, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think they're going to rock and roll. I like Michael Moore as a head coach. I know exactly what they're doing. They, they just have a – They've just been building for success for the past couple of years. You know what I'm saying? They've got some good pieces to go with mm-hmm. this. Um, 
Like I said, I like uh, Jeremy Grant's pretty good too. I like Gary Harris. Uh, that Jordan McRae kid, he went to Tennessee, right? I don't know him. Jared McRae. But I'll be looking. Tennessee. He just, went to Tennessee. Just one more thing to look for. I, I, I can't wait. 28 years old. Let me ask you this. Is can't 20, wait to get back and talk about it. Is 28 years old, is it uh, old? No. That's prime. In the NBA. It's prime. They, Kobe, Kobe's best year. I could be wrong on this. I'm going off my memory, but Kobe's best year was 27. Somewhere in there. I feel like every player that you've been in the league for a minute and you're not on your downslope yet. I think that's the sweet spot. Kobe's best year. I'm Googling this real quick to see. How. I'll tell you right now. It says uh, he was 0203 season. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you're right. He averaged 30 points a game at that point. Yeah. So rest in peace, big man. No, yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be a good game to watch it. When's that game? Oh, uh, Friday. <clears throat> Friday, 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 Friday. So, anybody else got anything going on? Yeah, can, before we leave, can I talk about some stupid shit, please? Yeah. What you got? I mean, I really want to. I, I really want to talk about the damn dog collar. The dog collar. Yeah. I really do. It has nothing to do with basketball, but I think this is so freaking awesome. All right. So, Tell us. okay. So, Bo, you looked at it too, right? Didn't you? Did you see the uh, commercial for it? I, I peeked at it. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what it is, it's a dog collar out there. And what it is, you put it around your dog's, you know, he's around his collar or whatever. And any time he barks, it says a cuss word. So a dog barks and says, fuck, <laughs> bullshit. I think that is the best invention of all time. Mm, it's fantastic. What is that for? Like, what do you get out of that? Getting hammered and bringing my dog with me places and having him wear this fucking thing. That's what I get. I mean, imagine imagine if you go to your friend's house wearing this thing with your dog and like, oh, okay. cute dog. And he barks right. and he's like, fuck. Like, how do, you, how do you not put that on Instagram all day long? I guess that's funny. That's a novelty gift. Right? Here's the deal. It's 60 bucks and they already sold out of the shit. <laughs> sold out. I swear to God. What was this on Shark Tank or something? It should be. Bo, would you buy one? I'd buy one for my my friends that have dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I got you. Uh, yeah, not tell them what it is. Just buy them a dog collar. No, I'd tell them. Strap it on. I'm an honest, I'm an honest guy. I want, <laughs> I want them to have fun with it. I think it's I think it's freaking hilarious, dude. I think it's the funniest thing that I have I've seen. Hold on, let me see if I can do something quick on here i think it's one of the funniest things you take it to a dog park and it starts cussing at other dogs literally saying like human words <laughs> somebody gonna call the police on you it's called the cuss collar and it is awesome new collar translate your dog's barks into cuss words and you can have like the like the prettiest little dog ever you take him out and about <laughs> and he's at the bar we go to bars and people bring their dogs up there right and all of a sudden it just wants to bark and it says fuck you like i think that would be great yeah, I don't understand. Uh, how does that sound outweigh the sound of a bark? Well, I wonder who does the voice. Is it like Siri, you know? Or can you like put their own stuff in there, like your own voice, and you can like, you know? I wonder how it works. Here, it says this. It says, for $60, the cuss collar, which fastens around a dog's neck, will spit out a swear word, a swear word every time your dog barks. It's currently sold out. But those who are in desperate need to have their dog swearing like a sailor can sign up for details on its next drop by texting a number to this certain website. I'm going to go to the freaking website. So there you go, all of you uh, animal lovers that like to spend money on useless (laughs) shit for your animals. (laughs) 
We this is another, great. Uh, we got something else for you to buy. This look, this collar is not a shock collar or a vibration or a dog collar. It's 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 an anti. It says it's not intended for anti bark. It's to let people know that your dog runs that motherfucker, and it's awesome. All right. Well, I think we covered dog <laughs> accessories for the week. Uh, <laughs> You, you guys, know, because uh, people listen to this podcast, they're going to, like, sell out next week, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The three, uh, our three <laughs> listeners are going to go buy dog collars at Cuss. Cussing up, cussing up and down sidewalks. It's great. <laughs> I'm we buying gotta, one. Once again, you can email us at houseofhoopspodcast at yahoo.com and find us on Twitter it's just House of Hoops at House of Hoops, H-A-U-S of Hoops. One word. We're interested to hear back from people that listen. Feedback is good. We want to open a line of communication. Have you set us up on Instagram yet? We're on Instagram. We got two or three posts. That's going to pretty much about do it. Let's go ahead and uh, call it a day, guys. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate you. Yeah, Daddy. no problem. Bo? Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. Thanks for coming Thanks for on, buddy. Me. I appreciate you. And until next week, we'll see you. Today